And we're back with another episode. We're uh, just got into town. Um, another weekend in LBI, Long Beach Island, our favorite place. Um, what a fun weekend, right? Yeah, super fun. It was like a, like a vacation for us. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Because sometimes we go, um, our family has a place there, so we go all the time. And sometimes we'll go just for like a day or two, but we had like three nights, yeah. right? Three nights. And um, so then it didn't feel like it was rushed. We had a lot of time to like relax there. How I love it there so much. Yeah, it's fun though. We did like a beach day. We did a shopping day. Your we, favorite day. Uh, went to a really good restaurant. Um, we went out one night. We got wasted. Yeah. Like accidentally. I don't even know how it happened. We didn't even drink that much, but I think we didn't eat that day. But I was, we were both like blacked out. Yeah, that was, um, you even thought maybe like someone like drugged us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we still got ice cream and cheesesteaks, though. We did when we were sitting at the uh, at a bar, though. We actually we made friends with people. Yeah, that's how you know we were drunk. Yeah, usually we always (laughs) say like, you know, terrible experiences with people, but we met uh, these two guys and we like hung out with them all night. They were cool. (laughs) We don't we don't know the one's name. Yeah, they were uh, from Westchester. It was fun though. Yeah. They were just like, sitting next to us. They were really cool guys. Yeah, we like hung out. Like I was like, this is what people do. They like meet people and be friends. Yeah, they just are outgoing and talk to other people they don't know and get to know them. I, I can't think of like a time I've ever done that. No. Especially to guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? definitely. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that was fun. Fun weekend. Um, I went to my favorite shops. I don't really go shopping ever. But um, once a year I go to the, there's this like men's store in Long Beach Island and it's like exactly my style It's amazing stuff. I love it. And I just go off for one day, get tons of stuff for one day. And then I, um, we did a fashion show. Yeah. Modeled it. Maybe we could post some of those. Yeah, we could. We have like a group chat with our friends and we, um, whenever we get something new, we like send videos to each other and we do a fashion show and we like explain so say I got an outfit, I'll put it on and I'll explain like the scene. The vibe. Yeah, the vibe of where I'm going in this outfit, what I'm doing when I'm wearing it. So while we were doing that, like explaining like the vibes of things, you taught me about um, coastal grandma. Oh, yeah. So do our listeners know what a coastal grandma is? It sounds um, like an insult. No. Uh, Zane, have you ever heard of that? A coastal grandma? No, nah, never. Yeah, it's probably not on his algorithm either. Okay. I think it's a very like specific group. But um coastal grandma is like you said, it's it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing to me. But uh it's like a vibe. It could either be aesthetics for decor, um, what you're doing or it's like white linen flowy shirts with like a bucket hat. Yeah. And like a glass of What's like, like white that wine. What's name and something's gotta give? Um Diane Keaton. Maybe her or it's like, like Martha Stewart. Yeah. Um, Ina Garden. Ina Garden. Like all those bad bitches. Yes. Like you're at the, you know, you're at the beach, you're reading a book, you're drinking wine, you're cooking a nice recipe and you wear like cozy, kind of like what I'm wearing now. Almost. This is like the casual. This is like the Pretty casual. Yeah. It's but, a little more elegant than that. Yeah. More elegant. No um, offense. No, it's fine. I definitely lack in that department, but well, you bought a definitely a Coastal Grandma outfit. Yeah. Um, it's just a vibe. I've been listening to Coastal 
grandmother or coastal granddaughter uh, playlist on Spotify. Love it. Yeah, those are good playlists for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, we had a busy week though. Before we went down there, we uh, went to the city. Wait, um, we also found when we were there, we were kind of uh, testing or doing like a little taste tester of different places. And uh, we found a new pizza place on Long Beach Island and it had Detroit style pizza. Oh, yeah. I was very um, tough critic over here. Very apprehensive to even try it because I, I, I don't I don't like the sound of that. Like pizza is like New York. It's not Detroit. And when you're in like New York, New Jersey area and you're doing a different style right. pizza, what are you doing? It's like, don't be weird. Just do it. But we tried it and it is on my list. Mm-hmm. It's on my like top five pizza places I've ever had list. It's a little different. You can't really compare it exactly, but you know, it's not as good as like sauce, but Mm -hmm. it's not as good as Sally's, but it's it's probably in my top five. It's not as good as like Supreme or uh, Joe's. Joe's. It's like top six. It's not as good as that, but it's something different. So like you said, it's hard to compare, but I love it. Really fun. And the guys that, we just walked in the guys that were, it was like two brothers that started it and they were just like super cool. They were like telling us about it. They were like, I don't know. They weren't like pushy and like, they just, I was like, wow, that's so cool. They're like two like young guys that just be like, all right, you're going to start a pizza place. Like, I don't know. It's pretty tough to do. Yeah. Especially Long Beach Island. A lot it's of so things, seasonal. It's seasonal. And like a lot of things there, Um, you know, it's the same people go every year. So I think it, it's kind of hard to bring something new there and have yeah. it work. A lot of new businesses like come in and then they're only there for like two years. So for them to do that, I thought was pretty cool. Definitely. But uh, yeah, so our comedy show, we went to a comedy show in the city, which we've talked about before is like one of our favorite things to do. But um, this was like the first time, like I love comedy and I think that um, in anything like a comic special or any type of stand up, I always feel like nothing's off limits. Like, I think it's okay to make fun of anything Um, because that's like the point. Like a joke is, you know, at someone's expense usually. All right. But it's always, um, you know, it's not with malice, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just about being funny. Yeah. It's usually like not nothing personal. It's just like, especially if they do like crowd work. Yeah. It's not personal against the person. They're just using that person to bring up a subject and just make everyone laugh. For instance, like when I go to a comedy show, I only wear like one gold chain because mm-hmm. if I had like a couple of gold chains on, I could just hear them say, oh, Mr. T in the front row. Yeah. Like call me. So I don't put myself out there. Like, yeah, that. I try to, you know, keep it. Well, when we walked in, they were like going to seat us in the front row and we're like, oh, no, we'll sit in the second row. Now you saw that with a lot of people as they were coming in. They were like, no, no, I don't want to sit in the front row because you're probably going to get called out right, right. away. So in the front row, there was a couple and young it was couple. a young couple and uh, it was a pretty little girl, young girl. Um, They're probably in their 20s. And then the guy was a, you know, taller guy, but he was like a fiery redhead, like fiery red hair, mm-hmm. you know. So these comics were cutting into him so hard one after another that I legitimately felt sorry for him. And it got me thinking, I was like, I would say that with everything being so politically correct, the only people that like are still susceptible for like public shame and 
insults are redheads. Yeah. They were so hard on them. It was insane. Like they're like, so what's his, what's the uh, pubes like? Is he just a total fire crotch? And they were the girl. They're like, and oh. They're like, oh, it's only our second date. And I'm thinking, I was like, yo, this girl is definitely going to be affected how she feels mm-hmm. with what these people are saying like it's gonna have an effect on it It wasn't over and over and over again yeah it wasn't just one comic it was more than one and then the one girl was that was like pretty much at least she probably did like a 15 minute thing it was probably like six or seven minutes was on him and it kept coming back to him it was to the point where like at the end of the show when everyone gets up and you're all like you know form a there's a big crowd you're all form a line you have to go up these stairs like when you're walking by him like you can feel because we were sitting like right next to him pretty much Mm -hmm. you can feel his like embarrassment and that he was uncomfortable and i was like embarrassed for him where i didn't even want to like kind of look at him because i didn't want him for a second to see me looking at him and think that i was judging him or you know i just or i was remembered what they said and it just felt like it was it was the first time i've ever felt sorry for someone at a comedy show because like if you make fun of like Italian people, like you're making fun of like the collective, mm-hmm. like stereotypes that are like, you know, broad, like expanding more than just the one person they're kind of making fun of. You're making fun of like a collective people. Mm-hmm. But this was just one person. They were I- like isolated on him and just attacking him and like, and like oh, the does fact- the curtains match the drapes yeah. and over and over again and the guy's probably like a little self-conscious i'm sure and especially like if he's if he's was married to the girl for five years it right, was their cares? second date second date and he's never hooked up with her and i, I don't would think, think he's going too, to i would think for him he was like you have to maybe like He'll never go to a comedy show again. No. First of all, I said that no. right away. It was we, brutal, Zane. It was my really hands crazy. were sweating. I was so it was actually I forget her name. It's Ashley. But I forget her last name. It was um, she is has a podcast that's super popular. It's called Girls Gr- Gotta Eat. Girls Gotta Eat. Um, her name's and Ash- she was hilarious. I love her. She was so funny. I was like, oh, my God. It like I felt like I was like me and her are best friends. Yeah, she was amazing. But I felt so sorry for this kid that I was like, I wanted to just be his friend. Like, hang in there, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought it was funny because after you were like, oh, this is definitely going to affect their relationship. Like if she heard everyone like laughing and making fun of him, maybe it'll like change her opinion on him. And I was like, of course it has to. I thought the opposite. Maybe she'll feel bad for him and hook up with him. I don't think so. I don't think so. i don't know i think so like maybe because if if she went on a second date with him she was already like into him a little bit i don't think some obviously she knew he had red hair so it didn't bother her well there's nothing wrong with having red hair. no i'm saying so like i don't think it would turn her off I just I think, think she that, might like, maybe will feel bad and then but you know people like, are easily like persuaded <laughs> people are easily persuaded though like like social proof like if everyone thinks that your girl's hot, Pete Davidson. And you don't necessarily think she's hot, but everyone else says, huh, maybe there's something to it. Like, like Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah. Now she had all those hot girlfriends, so now Kim came. Hmm, I wonder what's up with that. Yeah. So it's social proof. Yeah. So if you have the opposite of social proof, it goes the other way too. Mm-hmm. If everyone's laughing at you and you're the brunt of all jokes, you'd be like, I don't want to put myself in that. Right. And it goes both ways. Yeah. People will fuck you because they feel bad for you. This is a thing. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing, Zane. I, I never think it heard could it. be. 
I don't know. I just hope that they're still together. I hope that they like hooked up for the first time that night. I, I don't think they did. Do you I'll think like, really I mean, she's definitely like goes to the bathroom right after immediately after the show goes into the bathroom is texting her friend like, 100%. oh my God. Oh my just, God, I feel so sorry for him. And I was trying not to laugh, but, but it, was, it funny. was really funny. And now I feel bad, but like, I can't just like not be into him. Yeah. Her friend's like, you got to hook up with him. Yeah. Or else he'll kill himself. <laughs> yeah. But that was a unique experience at a comedy show because I am always oh. all about. <laughs> God, my, I, start, I just started like pressing, holding my phone and I just turned the volume on like the speakers downstairs all the way up. It sounded like a party yeah, or crazy. club downstairs. But I'm always about like anything goes. Like you can make fun of anything. Yeah. All jokes. All jokes are funny. But this was the first time that I was really You're like, felt well, not compassionate. that. This poor, it was just too much. It was just piling on. Like he said, I think if it just ended a little. Excessive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one after the next. It was crazy. I don't want to talk about this the whole time because I'm getting sad. Actually, but, uh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, need, I have an idea. Yeah. I need this for a clip. Tell me like the top like three worst things you could do on a first date with a girl. Like top three worst activities. Um. Oh, activities. Like, okay, like dates. Well, I think that one of the worst activities you could do on a first date, you said first date, is a movie. Movie, yeah. Because you can't talk. The next one I would probably say is maybe a comedy show because I don't think you know each other well enough at what you laugh at. And again, you still don't talk. And well, then- comedy shows a little different because you could like have something you could watch it it's fun and it's like lighthearted, and then like you're not talking during the show but right after you have a lot of stuff to talk about yeah and then the third thing is anything involving like family like if you have like yeah. a, a family party oh come to my uh, family's fourth of july barbecue yeah as like one, no like one's early doing- in a relationship people who bring like a girl or boy like around their immediate family like right too away. soon i always think is a really bad idea and depending, sometimes I think it's like a beach or like is a, as much as I love the beach, I think that's not a good idea to like a hot beach day. Cause like, or a pool. Cause maybe like a girl isn't that comfortable yeah. in getting in a bathing suit in front of a guy. It yes. sounds like that's something I think guys don't think about at no, all. No, you're right. Especially if like the girls like. And they can't have their hair done. They can't have makeup on. Yeah, a pool it, or a beach is a bad first date. I think it's a bad. And I think it's on paper. It sounds good. Like let's. Okay. If you're going to the beach at like where you can wear a sweatshirt and have like a glass of wine and sit on the beach, that's different. But a hot beach day or pool day, like it sounds like a good idea. Like, oh, I love the beach. You like the beach? let's go. But like for a girl, she's not gonna say no, but she's not gonna be It's too honest. Of, like yeah. bathing suits are too honest. Yeah. Like you like an outfit, you could put your best foot forward. Like and this you, is my outfit. I picked this out. Where a bathing suit is this is my body. This and is not even just that, like, even if you're you go to the beach all the time and you're in your bathing suit, but it's different when you just you one on one with someone that hasn't seen you before and you're like that nervous energy it's just kind of like uh, i don't know like i think that isn't a good idea to offer a girl well i was gonna say if the girl offers it to you then you do it but then that's i guess that's not fair either maybe guys aren't comfortable with that either yeah no i think you're 100 percent right i wouldn't have thought of that but Mm -hmm. it's absolutely right i've heard that with friends being like oh something with anything to do with like a pool and they're like uh, I don't really like because they don't want to get wet either. Like, and they can't do you, you their hair, and, your makeup. hair and makeup. Yeah. yeah, they're not comfortable enough to be like, 
oh, let me just put a hat on, you know? Right, right. Not for the like first or second date. No, I don't think so. But yeah. at some point in the relationship, it's imperative to go to the beach. Of course. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty crazy. So Zane, I want to involve you in this. Um, okay. I was telling you, how, like, I just uh, found out that I'm going to start teaching wrestling on a weekly basis in, um, at Henzo Gracie, the Bronx Academy. Okay, so I'm going to be teaching wrestling there two days a week. Um, which I had, I kind of got away from teaching over the last couple years, but I'm going to slowly get back into it. And the guy who owns that, I really like a lot and I just, um, want to start working with him some, so I'm excited about that. So I told him I'd, I'd do it. Then, uh, we, you know, we exchanged text messages and, you know, worked out the, a deal and, um, he, you know, was saying he was excited for me to get there, blah, blah, blah. Then the next day he texts me. Hey, Kyle, just an FYI, I don't allow spats at the academy. So unless you're wearing shorts over them, if you don't have shorts, though, I could loan you some <laughs> so you can teach the class. And I was like, those that don't know spats are like tights, tights. leggings. And I was not like, leggings. Leggings sounds like girl, but like when guys wear like the tight under armor pants. And I was like, yeah. I have shorts, dude. <laughs> and he was like, OK, good. I said, and, I was like, yo, this guy is so scared that you're going to show up to like this 8 a.m. He's like, he's like, well, run jujitsu academy that you're going to show up in like little hot, uh, little Bally Tudo shorts. Yeah. But that's such a thing because he knows like I'm a wrestler and that's why he hired me because he wants. And he knows you from Henzo. And he knows you, me from Henzo's. Where and you Henzo's, wear spats. You wear whatever you want. But at real academies, like in the jujitsu world, spats are so frowned upon. Like. People are like repulsed by them, especially guys wearing them. Girls. Well, that's I the thing. Why like, can girls wear them, but guys can? I'm like, oh, like guys aren't allowed to wear them, but people girls are like, can. Oh, I don't want to see your balls or feel your balls. I'm like, what's the difference? It's a thin piece of material over your, you know, private area. Shorts <laughs> is the same. No, it's a thin material. Uh, why are jujitsu people? You you could answer this. Why are jujitsu people so repulsed by spats? Not that I would have worn them. I know enough that I would have worn shorts. Well, because we went to one gym and they told you you weren't allowed to in the locker room. Oh, what was this? And that was his gym, Bayside. Yeah. Oh, oh so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so why are gyms so turned off by spats? Ah. Uh... Just the uh, balls. I mean, I don't know, dude. I feel like the last thing you want to know is like, I feel like that's like kind of like the last thing you want to see. Like, what? It's like with shorts, like like you're covering everything. Okay. It's not like as but like, there. But this like, you see like the the out the outline. I don't know, dude. I have so many intrusive thoughts. It's like, it's like you just see it. It's like oh, like I don't know. Then like when you're like growing, you're like oh my god, it's touching me. Whereas if they have shorts on, you're like it's not. I mean, like, I'm, like, desensitized, like, seeing girls, like, wear spats. Because it's just, like, it, like you can just, like, Because, wear... yeah, because guys like it. Right. Yeah, but, I mean, like, girls wear spats and do, like, whatever. Like, you can, like, wear spats, like... To the mall. Like, or, to the yeah. mall or anything. Yeah. Or you see a guy wearing just straight up spats. It's just, like, oh, it's, like, a culture showing. You know what I mean? It's such a funny thing, though, because, like, you're talking, like, long spats when you say that, right? That's yeah. what I'm picturing. Where in wrestling, like, if you go to a college wrestling room, people are just wearing, like... Valley two like shorts, four inch, uh, 
biker you know, shorts. biker sp- shorts, but pulled up. So it's like high on the thigh, like really showing the. It's like a full quads. coverage, yeah. full coverage bikini bottom. Yeah. And that's at every wrestling room in the country. That's what everyone wears. So, I mean, even like like a singlet is spats, right? The same thing. Yeah, and yeah. I think a singlet is, is a bad look for most people. Um, especially girls, no matter how attractive a girl is, no girl is attractive in a singlet. No, even if they have like a good body. Big it's a, butt. And, and most guys aren't either. It's a very not uh, not flattering piece of uh, clothing. Yeah, it's funny to say clothing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny that like, I don't know. I always think it's, I've heard that recently. I remember we went to one gym and they told you you weren't allowed to wear spats. <laughs> you came <laughs> you came out of the out of the locker room. I was, it was our first time there. And I'm like waiting. I'm like, what's taking so long? Because usually if we go to a gym together, he goes in the guy's locker room. I go in the girl's. I usually take longer to get ready. And I'm sitting out there waiting for him to come out. I'm waiting for him to come. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And he comes out jeans. Gucci sneakers, fucking full on winter coat. I was like, what happened? He goes, I'm not allowed to wear spots and I don't have anything. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, some guy in the locker room told me I wasn't allowed to wear them. And we were there just for like. Actually, I think Zane might have been there that day. It was at with Frank Rosenthal. Oh, that was that day? I think it might have <laughs> been. Yeah, I've only been there twice. Yeah. 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 But uh, so whatever. But he got shorts, but it was OK. But uh, it's funny because I'm like. I just think it's I think it's weird when gyms I get it and they're like, oh, you can't wear that. And it's like, but the girls can. Yeah, I don't know. I, I respect anything that like the if it's your gym, you say whatever the fuck you want. Like, oh, of course, make any rule you want. I totally respect it. I just think that it's just so different. The wrestling world and the jujitsu world. I think jujitsu. I think because with wrestling, there's no crossover between regular ca- people. regular people and and like high level athletes. Where that's jiu-jitsu, what it is. You have like, you know, a mom of three that's there for self defense. Go and in the same room as like, you know, like a professional fighter. That's a hundred percent what it is. And, and I never thought of that. And you can't do. And you know what I mean. That's why I can't cross over. And then they're always like in a trying. You can't make some rules like, oh, if you're a fighter, you can wear it. I remember I'd been at like in in New Jersey. I would train at a gym that was like fighters trained there too, but it was mostly you know for regular hobbyists, and um, they would have. Like the MMA training would be at like three, three o'clock, three to, you know, five, three to four thirty. And then the kids class would start right over. So now like you have all these like kids in their like 20s done training. They're wearing the little shorts, no shirt, walking around. And parents are bringing their kids in as a small drink, right. bringing their it's kids in look. for a kids class. And these guys are sitting on. I remember I used to be like, I'm not I don't even care. But I was like, yo, you. I would say something. It wasn't even my gym, but I'm like, there was a couch, couches in the lawn. They would be in these sweaty. And it was a, I remember specifically, it was a suede couch. Sweaty in these things, no shirt on. Like, and they're talk. they're like, you know, guys in their 20s just talking about things. Uh. And then someone's coming in, like a mother's coming in to drop off her two daughters, like, you know, eight-year-old daughters to try it. And I'm like, yo, you guys can't be here. Like, right can't do that you know a lot of gyms too they say like you can't wear if you're a gi you have to wear a shirt underneath right but i get it no i definitely get it but that's what it is because in jujitsu gyms that is a unique thing that you could go to a regular jujitsu gym and just be like a you know a social studies teacher and you're in there in the same class as like caitlin and al jermaine sterling and marab like there's mm-hmm. regular totally most classes just regular people 
but then there's UFC champions and you know mm-hmm. high ranked fighters in the same class. We're in a wrestling world. Everyone's pretty much the same on the same page. Yeah, same wavelength. Yeah, same goals. And I guess it just depends. We're used to training at like Henzo's. We're used to training with like you know professional athletes, and then at Henzo's there's pretty much like no rules for the nogi class. And I think you had to wear a shirt, no tank tops. I feel like I've seen people without a shirt, though, for sure. Like at the like end ADCC of ADCC yeah. time of year. Yeah, maybe not for the regular classes. Yeah. But it's funny, then they're like, no tank tops. I'm like, well, okay. It's like. Ugh, I hate when someone wears a tank top or no sleeves. That's fucking gross. I don't like when girls wear. Like, that is gross to me. No sleeves or a tank top. That's gross. Spats, cock, and balls, I don't mind. But like sweaty <laughs> armpits, I mind. I feel like I get like competitive when a guy wears just spats. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're pissed off. I just think it's like, I don't know. I think it's just like the young kid in me. I'm like, I'm like, how big is your dick? Because <laughs> <laughs> you think like because he's wearing it, it has to be big because he's showing think, off. Yeah. Dude, really? Like, you wouldn't wear it if you're if it's small. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't like, know. I mean, I'm so used to that. Well, I've seen plenty it, of small dicks and singlets. And <laughs> <laughs> Most. I, I don't know. I feel like you either like wear it because you're like either super secure in your body or you're like you're like an actual professional athlete. I think you're just like care. just clueless. <laughs> well, if you wrestled your whole life, yeah. you don't know anything Wrestlers different. You're, you're like, clueless. what? If, you know, you do it every day. So, like. yeah. But I guarantee that Gregor has never had uh, anything but like edinburgh short literally like this those at every one pair jiu-jitsu class he's ever been to yeah but I he's, like he's gregor's listening right now and that is what he wears 100 percent. i picture and him, i don't think there's anything wrong with that but that's i picture him going to a this is what i picture gregor wearing the tiny little ones that are like way too small for me the edinburgh specifically mm-hmm. those gray edinburgh ones mm-hmm. and Going into jujitsu class where everyone else is training in the gi and they take their gi off and they roll with him and he's wearing those shorts. I could just picture him doing like side triangles. Oh, he loves doing side triangles. That's like his number one move and just that like and sweating like you can't even imagine with the tight spats. Yeah, he always does the triangles in those little little baby side triangle. Yeah. Right on it. We gotta like insert like a picture of him down. I see him do it like anytime I see him on the mat, he's he's drilling it. Super funny. Um, so this kind of dove, dovetail right into our next topic. Uh, we went to the beat the streets wrestling event. So more wrestlers, a lot of singlets wrestling. Um, it was, I was so happy to go. We had a friend who gave us, um, free tickets. So we went, it was kind of like a last minute thing, but what a fucking cool experience. It was so fun. Like I saw so many old, uh, like former teammates, former coaches, because wrestling is the type of thing. like. If you are at that level, you were probably a successful college wrestler for like four years. Then you were probably a successful international wrestler for a handful of years. Then you coach after that. So it's a lifetime commitment. Mm -hmm. These people like, you know, I spent I talked with uh, Bill Zadek. He's the national team coach at the event. And he won like the NCAA championships in like, you know, I think 1996. Wow. So he's been relevant in that world for you know almost 30 years yeah it's like a lifetime commitment there was bruce Baumgartner was there um he won the olympics in 1984 so and then world championships in 1982 so literally 40 years he's been well more because he was college before that so 45 years like 
you're in that world. So you see the same people over and over. It was really cool. And then um, not to mention the wrestling was just spectacular. Mm -hmm. Kyle Dake, Jordan Burroughs, David Taylor, Yanni, uh, Helen Margolis. Mm -hmm. It was really cool. Um, what'd you think of the wrestling? I mean, I'm going to be honest, like wrestling's not super fun for me to watch. I, especially when it was like Greco, I'm like, I, oh, I, didn't like I totally check out on that. It's fun if I like know the people, like obviously when like the famous people that go or I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm like, then I'm glued in. But it's kind of the same for jujitsu. I love training jujitsu. I love training boxing, but watching it's pretty tough to do unless I'm like mm -hmm. a little bit. I need something to be going on for it to be invested. You know, like I was super into the we watched it when we got home, the third Jordan Burroughs match, just because it was one, one, you know, the first mm -hmm. one I was like, when we were there, I was watching it and I was like, Oh cool. It's Jordan, Jordan Burroughs. So I'm like, Oh, I'm excited to watch it. And then when I realized it was two, two, but you kind of just expect him to win. Right. And then when I knew it was one, one, and then the third round I was into it, but um, the girls I'm like into just cause I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I never yeah. really like, a very only a handful of times have I seen like high level girls compete, you right. know, definitely not in person, even on like we watch online and stuff. I just don't see it very often. So it was kind of cool to see. It's hard for me to watch like match after match after match. And like sometimes during the matches, I because I feel like they stop and go so much that it's hard for me to keep my attention. Yeah, there's um, I had a few takeaways, some of like on an individual level. I was am blown away with how technical um, Helen is. Mm -hmm. Like she uses her that feet like hands. Mm -hmm. Like she blocks the heel and like curves her foot in. Mm -hmm. And her feet are like hands. Yeah. She does all kinds of trips and, you know, little throws um, with like a two on one or a head chuck and her feet. Mm -hmm. It's so impressive to me because she's just just so, so much more technical than everyone. So she's really fun to watch. And then I actually felt the same way about the first match that Jordan Burroughs had, which obviously Jordan Burroughs, you know, probably, you know, best American wrestler ever, but he doesn't give up any position. Like that first match, uh, Marsteller never got to his leg. He never got to an underhook, never pushed him out of bounds. His like defense is like the best I've ever seen. It's so incredible to watch. Yeah. But that was fun. Um, it was interesting because Jordan Burroughs made his 11th world team. This is probably we're losing people with this, but uh, mm -hmm. um, and that is so incredible. That's so crazy. But Bruce Baumgartner, who was at yeah. the event, was on 17 different teams, 17? 17 different U.S. titles he won. He has 13 world or Olympic medals, That's so two gold. Um, one silver and one bronze in four different Olympics. So whenever people like always, oh, Jordan Bros is the best ever. I always think, yeah, him and John Smith. I, I think Jordan Bros is just because wrestling is a higher level than it yeah, ever but was. I mean, but if you look at an overall career, you're only as good as the level is right then. Right. right. I always think I give it to old Bruce. He, in yeah. my opinion, he's the best American wrestler ever. The fact that he won for four straight Olympics. Burroughs has been to two Olympics. Mm -hmm. He'd have to go through 2028 and get on the next 2024 and the next 2028 to be on as many teams as Bruce. Yeah. It, it's it's incredible. Years. But I do think Jordan Burroughs is the best American wrestler ever. Um. David Taylor was there also. That was super fun. He's just so much better than everyone. Um, again, it was like 
not what, super competitive. The one thing I was like telling you about it there, I was like, I don't really understand about wrestling. And this is just like the outsider point of view is like it, the injury time. Mm-hmm. Like they're going at each other. Oh, yeah, that's what we're trying to like kill each other. You know, they're clubbing each other, hand fighting. They're, they're going as hard as they can. But if they so ah, I jam my finger. Stop. You can stop. And they let you rest and they put tape on your finger <laughs> and then you can continue. So I'm like, well, anyone could just say like, ah, oh, and then they get a break. Or if you're just tired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that's the oddest thing to me because and then especially when they're like, it's the same as like, I'm sure so, a lot of times because of what they're doing, they are really hurt. But a lot of times they're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and they're hurt. They're like, they're the one guy hurt his, I forget which match it was, hurt his elbow. He's like, ah. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, he dislocated it. Like mm-hmm. had to have or something, you know, broke something. And then they took the time off. So now when they're doing that, I'm pulling my phone out and I'm like deep into TikTok. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not, now I checked out of the match. Right. And all of a sudden I look up, I'm like, whistle blows and he his elbow's fine. He's going as hard as he can. I was right. like, wait, I thought that's the one thing I don't really understand. It's funny because my whole life I was a wrestler and I never thought anything like that. It was just part of the sport. Then, you know, when we started dating, I got more into like jujitsu and more into fighting. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the first time we watched the NCAA championships together, like on TV, you're like, wait, why are they stopping? What's going on right now? I was like, it's injury time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, injury time? I don't get it. And then once you said that, it kind of clicked with me. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that is like the stupidest thing ever. If there's injury time, like in jujitsu, injury time means you lost. Yeah. Like you tapped out. Well, look at like uh, Chris Wyman, Anderson Silva. Right. Yeah, or, all right. Can't continue. It doesn't right. matter. Or you get, po- you know, sometimes eye pokes are like are a little bit different. That's different. Different. Because that's, that's illegal. illegal. But like if I'm, someone punches me and I like fall and I put my arm out and I like hurt my wrist and I can't I go ah stop or if I punch someone and break my hand and right. can't continue that's they it. won that, you, yeah that's it yeah the same with wrestling I feel like if you're in on a leg and you hyperextend your knee and it bends backwards and you know you you blow out your ACL I mean you, you could quit you could just be like right, I can't go anymore and the match yeah. is over the but you can't like I think it's so just not a good look that you could take injury time yeah unless it's like a cut that's the only thing that, I can that would be different. That would be like blood time. And uh, th- yeah. that's even in fighting. They check out cuts. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's one thing with wrestling where I think jujitsu has it a little because wrestling, you're trying to kill the person. You're going so hard. Yeah. But the fact that you could take a break. Uh, I jam really, my finger. and You can take a break. That doesn't yeah. make sense. It, it, it's, it's not good. Um, I wish they would change that. But I was, it was a really cool experience. I'm happy that we got to be around that level of wrestling because uh you know, I was a big, it was a big part of my life for a long time. And now I don't really watch a whole lot of wrestling. Yeah. It was cool. But, uh, the fights, UFC Singapore, such a sick card. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe you stayed awake. Well, it was just such an amazing card. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the big three fights, you know, that we'll talk about the most, but, um, the one guy, uh, I must say his name wrong is Della Madalena, Della Madalena. Jack Delamandelian. He's yeah. from uh, Australia. Green, sh- green a, shorts. Yeah. 170 pounder. And he fought uh, the uh, Russian Dagestani guy. Mm-hmm. And he finished him with a body shot. 
That guy is someone to watch. Remember, and then he was caught in that uh, Darstroke, I think Very it was. Tight. I don't know if it was Darstroke or Anaconda. I never know the difference. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. He's out. It's out. He's out. And I, he got out of that. It was insane. That That's somebody to watch. Yeah. That, that's somebody who's going to do really, really good. He's my favorite fighter of the week. Yeah. He was incredible. Um, and then the very next match, or the fight, was Jake Matthews. Um, and he was went against, uh, what is it, uh, Andre Filio. Yeah. Filio has like, quite a bit of momentum. I always say Feely, but that's a different. <laughs> this was his fourth fight of 2022. 2022 and it's only June. So that's... I know he fought in April, May, June, and then January. I think January. Um, that's insane. It's impressive when you do that. But now he's two and two, those four. So I don't know. Like I always think if you could fight like once a month, you might be in the wrong weight class. Oh, for sure. And he looked a lot smaller. And I remember I was like, I don't know. I can't tell him. Like maybe the other guy is just a lot bigger. I was like, oh my God, he looks so much smaller. And then when you're fighting, you know, every month, three months in a row, that means like you're not doing like a big weight cut, which you don't need to do a huge weight cut. But like if you're fighting like every four weeks, unless you're you're like Israel Adesanya, that's skilled. Yeah. If you're fighting that often or like, um, (laughs) Yeah, like I think Chemayev doesn't cut a lot of weight. No, he cuts a lot of weight. Chemayev cuts a lot of weight. I thought he didn't. When he goes up, he doesn't. Okay. No, he cuts a lot of weight. Okay. Then I was, I was wrong. But there's a, if, a couple other fighters like that. But yeah. but yeah, it's like, okay, cool. What's your goal? If you're going to fight, if that's going to be your thing where you fight like four times in six months, you know, what's your goal? Are you giving yourself time to really fully prepare for that fight specifically not just like physically but skill wise and mental preparation and you know it could you get like you think like oh i'm i'm so cool or like i'm good because i'm fighting this often well now you're two and two that's not good for the longevity of your career so it's like i feel like there has to be some type of balance where you need to fight often. You can't be like one of those fighters that fights once a year, even twice. Four times in six months. I mean, and he's really skilled. I like watching him fight. He's a good boxer. But four times in six months, I think, is is too much. Yeah, because then maybe I don't I don't remember his other his other loss. But it's like, you know, maybe if you took time to prepare a little bit more for each fight then maybe you could have won those fights. I mean, he had good moments. He definitely. did. So maybe I'm not saying he, I'm not taking anything away from the other guy, but I'm just saying, I think unless you're like, Hey, I'm, you know, if you're a guy and you're like, I'm 39, I just got in the UFC. Like, fuck, I'm just going to make as much money quick as I can. If you don't think that you see yourself, you know, in line or moving up the ranks for the title, but it doesn't take much. Like, you know, if you signed a four fight contract, you're two and two, but you probably resigned, but you know what I mean? Like you could easily get cut right away just because of that. Yeah. Um, we keep talking about him. Jake Matthews was the star. He looked yeah. absolutely amazing. But sometimes fighters will get in that groove. Like, I'm going to fight all the time. I, I could win. I get knockouts. I'm healthy. I fight all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of like learn your lesson. I think that happened to um, like Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland yes. had that one year, spectacular, spectacular year. I think he fought five times. But then he tried to do that again into the next year. And he had like a couple losses in a row. Then he took a you know decent amount of time off, and he looked great his last uh, last one or two fights. I think when you're younger too, or new to the sport, if you go too much, and especially if you're winning, well, it's like okay, well now and this happened. Perfect example, Kevin Holland. 
Now you're in the top and you have no room to improve. You have no time to improve on your skills. So for him, it was like learn wrestling in four weeks. Well, maybe if you extended, but then I don't know, maybe you wouldn't made it. You might not have made as much money, but maybe, you know, it's a gamble. Yeah. I think it's good to be active, but I think four fights in a year, which would be twice as amount of time as this guy. It's Mm -hmm. only June. Four fights in a year is tremendously active. Yeah. That's fighting every three months. Mm -hmm. It's super, super active. Um, just fighting once a month, I don't think is a good idea. Yeah, I don't but think so either. that's not to take away from Jake Matthews. He looked incredible. Um, then we had Whaley and Johanna. Mm, that's so sad. We were both sad about that. We like didn't talk for like a couple yeah. minutes after the fight. I wanted Johanna to win so bad, but it's so funny. Like I remember right before my brother texted me, he was like, who, who do you think? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. I was like, I was like, I, I'm so biased. I just like love Johanna so much. And I just like want her to win. And I think it's one of those things where like. Like when it happened and then she made her retirement, you're like, I knew she wasn't that into it anymore, but she's so fucking good and skilled that I mean, she had good moments in that fight, be- you know, before. And it's like she is so good that, she, you know, she could have won. And then you'd be like, then she would be fighting for the title next. And it yeah. went totally different. It's just at that level. It's just. You know, everything, everything matters. And I know, like, you know, that was her first fight in over like two and a half years. That's a big, that's so hard to do at that, when you're at the top level of the sport. If you're at the bottom level of the sport, like, you know, you can keep going away. And she could like, you know, say what she wants. She trained for this fight for five months. But the reality is she didn't train for a year and a half or like almost two years because she was doing like, right after COVID then happened and she was doing like whatever, something like American Idol or America's Got Talent in Poland. She was like a head judge. That's a full-time job. She was, she's like, I mean, if you follow her on Instagram, she's like a tremendous like businesswoman. She's doing things all the time. I think for a while people were assuming like, oh, she's not going to come back. She's doing so many other things, which is amazing. Most fighters don't ever get the opportunity to move on to that. But I think she's still wants it it's 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 a tough thing to do to like you know it's easy to be like hey you're making so much money you're doing all this stuff you don't have to fight you're do- probably making way more money doing that than fighting like why do it but then it's like when you're at the top of the sport you love it you're not mm-hmm. there just she's for a money. competitor yeah yeah and she probably like you know no like she's beat Car- carla Esparza now she's the champ and it's it's tough she would have won this Fosho. you know it, it's it's so tough but yeah, but she had such an amazing career for such a long time. Um, and then, you know, the last few years have been rough. But like you said, when you're at the very, very top, it, to get one win is really tough when you're mm-hmm. only fighting the second rank to the first rank. The championships, Rose a couple times, Wei Li a couple times. She fought Valentina. If you win any of, Valentina, if you win any of those, you're spectacular. But, um, you know, she's definitely one of my all-time favorite fighters. Um, and she just seems so likable. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I, you know, I hope she stays like around the UFC, maybe like does something like their international events or something, but she'll probably move on path bigger. Yeah. Bigger, better From things. what I heard of like in Poland, she's like a mega, mega celebrity, like yeah. in tabloids and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just love her. She's me and her are like internet friends. Like even we have like each other's number on WhatsApp and like before my fight, she'll like send me a note like a voice note like saying congratulations it's like one of those things we never really met but we're friends 
But um, I have friends like that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? Yeah. And then when you meet, you're like, hey, what's up? You're like, oh, wait, it's been like a couple of years and I never met you before. I actually had that happen at the Beat the Streets event. Oh, with uh, Ashnall? Yeah, Anthony Ashnall. I've always, um, we've exchanged on social media a lot. And I, and I, we walked past each other in the, in the lobby and he was like, said hi to me. And I was like, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, wait, I never met this guy. Isn't that <laughs> and funny then we kind of like introduced ourselves, but we've been like friends on social media for yeah. a long time. It's funny. I rem- yeah, you're definitely like that with her. I remember when this was like maybe like my first year in the UFC. But this is when um, UFC just got bought by whatever the new mm. owners i don't even know i am not img i don't know whatever they just got new owners and they did like um it was like an athlete summit where all the fighters got invited to vegas we stayed oh, yeah. at the red rock they did like it was so cool they had like like mark cuban actually kobe kobe bryant spoke we had all these different like guest speakers talking to the fighters about different things like you know moving on from athletes to business and just a whole bunch of stuff and then they always had like things at night and it was fun it was basically just like like camp for fighters but it was cool because that was like the first time and for me i was only in the ufc for maybe like a year at that point maybe a little longer but when you go it's just all the fighters there and you're like hey hey what's up and it's like there's so many i remember there was like so many fighters that there's some that you're like oh we're friends from we're instagram friends like we kind of like each other's stuff a little bit you know all the time and you're like well we never actually met it's yeah. kind of weird you're like but why is it that all of a sudden like you know we like each other you yeah. know what i mean like i have some like there's and not just like you follow each other on social media you're like you, yeah like we comment on each yeah. other's stuff there's like a couple like for whatever reason there's like a couple girls that i'm like oh i'm friends with them and i'm like i never met them but yeah you just kind of gravitate to and see that you guys both like each other it's funny how that works um but yeah there's you know obviously a spectacular finish too by way lee um it was crazy because you i when i think of that fight i think of how good Whaley's wrestling was like it was just incredible takedowns just so powerful and strong but she won with like a spectacular standing ko yeah you know so she you know she's really really good i think that if she gets title shot i think she's you know a pretty tough matchup for carlos Carlos Garza. yeah i think so too but um you know there's probably scenarios where rose could fight her a third time Mm -hmm. for the belt yeah which is pretty crazy i'd love to see it um then we had valentina and santos um Watching that fight, I scored it. I thought, and I'd like to watch it again, but I thought it was a clear cut three two. Mm-hmm. I thought Santos clearly won the first three rounds. Valentina won the last two rounds. And I thought it was just going to be clear cut uh, 48 47 on all the judges' scorecards. But it was wild scoring. Someone scored the fight 49 46. That means. Four rounds for Valentina, one round for Santos. That's like not even a close fight at all. Four to one is not even competitive. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you could have scored it like that. Yeah, it was funny because like. And I wanted Valentina to win. I'm not being like. I was kind of like teasing. I mean, I didn't. I was definitely not biased. I really didn't care. I kind of went back and forth like during the fight like watching it like when valentina would kept engaging in the clinch i'm like don't engage in the clinch don't do that and i'm like cheering for her and then when like santos was on the back i'm like get the choke get the choke so like i was like wait i don't know who i want to win i'm like and i didn't have a you know i didn't have a favorite going into it i think you know everyone kind of likes the upset but Mm -hmm. um 
I actually didn't want Santos to win just because then I'm like, oh, she wins. They're going to do a rematch, whatever. Well, that's what someone, <laughs> my friend messaged me during the fight. He's like, we're rooting for Santos on this, right? I was like, uh, actually, no, because my thought process was if Santos won, Valentina is definitely getting an immediate rematch, 100%. Mm -hmm. Then Valentina wins the immediate rematch. They're definitely doing a rubber match. That would put, the, I'm not saying you're going to get a title shot either way, but yeah. if those things happened, which is, would be very likely, mm -hmm. that would put it to 2024. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think there's a decent possibility they'll run that one back anyway. I, I mean... Obviously, I don't want that to happen yeah. for me selfishly, but like I was surprised if I was Santos, I would have been like, she's so like she seems so nice and sweet yeah, that so, she was just like quiet and like right. didn't say anything. I would have been like, dude, I think I won that fight. I want to rematch right now. And like I didn't she didn't say that, I, you know, obviously she the language barrier language, and stuff yeah. and she just went through a fight. She might not have really realized what happened, but I was actually like teasing when like the fight was over and Valentina puts her hands up and like. And she's like smiling and right. doing all this. And I was like, and Santos just gets up kind of straight face, doesn't know emotions. And I'm like, oh, Santos doesn't know that she won or she's just I think she just wasn't like she's just not that type. Like Carla Sparza is like that, right, like right. She's very like stone cold face. And um, Valentina's like smiling the whole time. I'm like, damn, she's really trying to fake it till she makes it. Like, right. and I was like, she's got to know. Like, I was like, she's got to know. Fuck. I don't think I won that. Because even her coaches were saying, yeah. even her coach, her all both corners were saying we're all on the same page as us that Valentina was down the first three, and because her coaches were saying you cannot give this up, you need to go for a finish. Right. And Santos' coaches were like, we got three in the bag. Yeah. And usually, I don't like when people say that mm -hmm. because then you know you could potentially you know slow up too much lose those two and then Santos lose didn't slow up. no she didn't but i didn't even think that was a mistake that no. they said you had three in the bag i, I would have said the same the thing you got three in the bag you're doing great keep doing it but because usually like even when you fought rebus i thought you won all three rounds but i remember going into the third you don't know like, yeah it's probably one one you got it you got to go mm -hmm. yeah you know because someone definitely had it one one obviously. yeah of course um but yes, so I don't know. I wouldn't say it was like the worst decision I've ever seen, but I just scored it a different way. I'd have to watch that first round again. Well, I just remember like <coughs> I remember I don't remember exactly the round because when it's a five round fight, it's it's hard to keep everything together, especially when it's competitive. But I remember after the first round, I was like, Santos won that. Right. And you're like, uh, yeah, I'm like, no, I think she definitely won. But I was like. I don't know. I was like, I hope like a judge wouldn't give it to Valentina. And I was like, no, right? Like, but I was I like, was like no I was like, I bet you one judge gave it to Valentina just because like, that's kind of how it always goes. And yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. I just like, I saw that. Uh, well, it had to be the controversial round. I would imagine. Well, no, the one person said four to one. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I don't really get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. And then I, I the only thing I kind of was like, kind of like cringe was when they were like, Right away, they asked, like, Valentina, they were like, you know, was that a tougher fight than you thought? She, right away. I thought this is, like, kind of why, I don't know why I'm not, like, obviously I'm not trying to be, like, a hater. Like, obviously she's so fucking good. She beat me. Uh -huh. You know, I get it. But, like, she was like, yeah, the travel, it was 30 hours to get. Instant. 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 I was yeah. like, bitch, like, stop making an excuse. It just sounds so lame. Even if, like. First of all, she traveled too. everyone on the car traveled. So like her taking your back and almost choking you out had nothing to do with the with the travel to Singapore. 
But like, even if it did, that's part of that's part that, of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, she she's really good and she made really good adjustments. I thought her coach said no more wrestling, like stay away from the wrestling. And, and once she, she did that, it wasn't she, really a competitive fight. That's why but I, I don't think, think you could wrestle with that girl in the upper body. No, she's too good there. But that's why I think if they have a rematch, I think Valentina wins yeah. most rounds. And DC said the same thing. He's yeah. like, she'll she'll make the adjustments, especially with how technical and stuff she is. If she just you know just strikes and doesn't engage, because a lot of it she was engaging in the clinch. Well, almost and then, everyone was, and then was getting you know she was around. engaging in the clinch, and then she, she Valentina would, is great there. Yeah. And I think she's just not used to other people, you know, reversing those positions on her, mm. you know. But once she made the adjustment, when they when they would clinch, she would throw an elbow and back up, and then, then she, she would, did great. And she was like almost knocking her out. But going know? for those headlocks, because like, throwing a headlock, you gotta the throw is a big part of it. But then the next thing, it's gonna be a scramble because mm-hmm. for a split second, it's almost like a 50-50 position, right? Like you and Rebus, like you have like a hood locked, like mm-hmm. you know, it's fifty fifty. Um, where this girl is so explosive and strong, she was winning those scrambles pretty easily. Yeah. I think the, I mean, it didn't matter. Valentina won anyway, but I thought Valentina was like only won the third or, or fourth and fifth round, last two rounds. And then the fifth round, she was like kind of rocking her and getting her wobbly. Right. And then she went for a takedown and got on top. And I'm like, I mean, it's, I feel like you have more of a chance of finishing her standing up and just especially because un- she had that such a bad injury. Yeah. On her eye. Un- and she was wobbling her with strikes and then she took her down, just like held her on top. I mean, she then I said that, but I'm like, well, she could get the crucifix and get a finish that she does. She did does to me and Andrade mm-hmm. pretty well. So I was like, maybe she could get it. But I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I didn't really hear. I went, I didn't hear like the press conference and stuff after because I know I think before I think if Juliana Pena wins. Mm-hmm. And the rematch with Amanda Nunez, I think Valentina is going to go up. And she never says, she always says 125, 125, 125. Like, and then this one, she, she, goes, said oh, she goes, Oh, I don't know, Bantamweight. But I think if Juliana Pena wins the rematch, she's going to go there. So then I don't know what will happen. I, I kind of think that like Santos would get a rematch. I think that she will most likely get a rematch. Yeah. You know, you, you, you never know. I think she like, you know, as but then again, maybe not- Valentino would be like, no, I'm not doing it. But you, I think you kind of have to. Run I don't. Out of yeah. I don't and, think- and not even I would, you know, for our situation, it would be better if they didn't. Oh, but, of course. But, but really, if you understand how it works, you pretty much have to run that one back. Yeah. And yeah. Th- there's plenty of fights for you, but you have to. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then the next fight, uh, Glover and uh, Jury. Jury? Yuri? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, to both. That was, I mean, I always say like recency bias is so difficult because I say it a lot. Sickest that was fight. the best fight I've ever seen. It was so good. And I just hated that. Like, ugh, first of all, everyone has a, such a soft spot mm-hmm. for Glover. Like, how can you not like him? And just for that, because that fight was going all crazy back and forth so much. So much. The entire fight, every the every round for the entire round, all of them, like going back and forth. It was just so crazy. And then it's just kind of good for Yuri, but it kind of sucked for for Glover. Like 30 seconds left. You got, you know, yeah, it's it was 28 like, seconds. It's like, ugh, come on. But I mean, it's still got obviously fight of the night. I Do you think they'll do a rematch? I would love to see a rematch. I would really love to see it because it was probably the best fight I've ever seen. And I never remember a fight that I couldn't score 
one of those rounds. Yeah. I didn't know if it was four Every zero cover exactly or same. four zero Yuri. I had no idea. It was to me. I it was you couldn't score it. I think that if you give the first round to either one, so you give the first round to Glover, then you give the second, third, fourth, fourth round to Glover. If you because I mean right. each round was exactly almost exactly the same. But like Yuri was on top almost as much as Glover. Yeah. There was so much grappling and. He must be so tremendously strong and explosive because his like, he like, doesn't even do a guard. He like lays on his back yeah. and like explodes out and like back arches out of things. I thought I was like, oh, he's gonna get exhausted doing this, but he didn't. He was giving up mount and just blasting. His, his out. like jujitsu grappling technique is effort. It's just effort. It's just effort and heart. And he, I think he even said it at the after or something about him. Like I just had a I, heart, and I was like. He tried. I mean, both of them did. Both. You can't say one or the other, but they tried so hard. Like the well, one, duh, it's the world title. Right. Of course they did, but no, any no, of those positions different. you would have totally understood if they couldn't get up. Yeah, the one time he was in that arm triangle, and I think that's Glover's best mm-hmm. best uh, submission. He does that to a lot of people over the years, and that was tight. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's it, that's yeah. it. But he fucking got out, then he got up to his feet and yeah. dropped, put him down. It was such a spectacular fight. Um, I would have liked to seen it go to the scorecards. Just not even that I care who won. I just would have liked it to. I didn't. I, it it well, deserved I to go the distance. I think going into the not that I'm at, but going into the fifth round, I think they they, they showed the judges' scorecard, and I think they had Glover winning. Yeah, yeah. But did. I mean, he could like who knows? I could have given the other. You know. Yeah. No, they had Glover winning, and one person had it uh, a draw. Yeah. After after four. Um. But yeah, incredible fight. Um, like you said, I don't know what's going to happen. I would like them to do a rematch. I think it would be cool, but there's other fights. Um, you know, Jan Blahovic or, uh, Ankalaev, the, uh, Dagestani. Mm, yeah. But I kind of think that for Yuri, um, Glover is the most difficult matchup because yeah. he's such a, like a good grappler with also like, you know, durable and like good boxing. I think that that's probably the hardest matchup for him because anybody else, and if you can't take that guy down, that's a nightmare. Yeah. But really, really fun fight. Really cool. Um, we had a couple of questions. Someone said, asked, what are our thoughts on retirement after a loss? Obviously, like we're talking it. about announcing retirement after a loss. Um, obviously, they're talking about Johanna. What do you think about that? I go back and forth. Part of me, I'm like, mm, don't do it there. Like, for, and it kind of sucked. Like, for as much as like, I'm all about Johanna, and I don't really care about Lily, just because I'm like her so much. It took away from from Whaley's, like spectacular, amazing win. Like, even the UFC on their Instagram, they didn't even post anything about her. They, I mean, they posted she won, but then it was just all about Johanna. But like, I get it. Plus, too, like, it's a new wave. There, this is a new wave that people don't understand like women's mma is so new that like we've never we've only experienced very few female fighters retiring like guys it happens all the that's time that's true and the fee- and the ones that you see retire you don't see like that's true beloved ones like you've seen like you know i remember ronda yeah ronda but i don't know did she didn't her, do anything she didn't like announce it like that like you know what i mean and Rhonda is like such a megastar and everyone like she had fans and she was a megastar, but I don't, I don't know. I feel like Johanna, like 
It's a little bit different. It was like the next generation. More so like love. More love fans, but not just Rhonda impressed. was a bigger, more people. Yeah. But like devoted, like with more passion, passionate with fans. Yeah, I, th- I agree. Yeah. And I think that it's a new thing. And it's like, you know, I think because everyone like grew up with Johanna being the champ, like you still you don't realize like, wow, when she was a champ, she was in her 20s. Now she's like 35. So when she says like, oh, you know, it's time for me to move on. I want to have a family. People are just like, oh, OK. Oh, that sucks. Like she should still fight. It's like, well. She's 35 if she wants to and she's been doing it for 20 so years. 20 years is so long so it kind of sucks for women because yes you can have a family and then go back to fighting many people do that but when you're 35 when you've devoted your whole life to fighting you don't have enough time not to say it can't be done but typically you don't have enough time to have a family and go back especially if you're already at the top level you don't have the time to take off for that much mm. and get back and compete when you have new, and it it is a hard thing for fighters to deal with. And it's, I think that fighters doing it now, they don't have anyone to look up to, to see how they did it because it's never been done before. It's like the new, you know what I mean? Like fight girls that are like 20 years old. Now we'll see what other girls did and how they dealt with it and stuff to kind of, you know, to go through it. Like, so for Johanna and she, it's, it definitely sucks her. because She probably wants to have a kid and wants to like start a family and move on in her life. But like, it sucks. Like, why do you have to like let go of the what you like for it? You know. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about because uh, there's an interesting point about Rhonda and Johanna. Mm-hmm. How like kind of we're at the same time, but Rhonda had people that were like following her, and she was like such like an event when she fought, but she lost one time. And everyone fucking turned on her, like said how terrible so she is. Much. She's garbage, overrated, no, you know, all negative. Where Johanna was love beloved in victory and defeat. Yes. She's two and five her last seven fights, but everyone still absolutely I mean, loves she her. She just got like knocked out and everyone's just like standing ovation. Yeah. I mean, great it was the thing, but yeah, I don't know. And I didn't like when she said, and you never know what's going on on in people's head but when she said like oh i said if i lost i was gonna retire mm. i don't like the sound of that yeah, i, I think if that. that's your mindset going in you shouldn't fight and that's now i don't think it's necessarily the worst thing if you say win or lose this is my last fight yeah because that has to happen at some point but yeah. i don't even like that but say if i lose mm-hmm. this is my last fight i don't love that i don't think yeah. that's great yeah i don't think so either but but yeah i mean the thing is like part of me wants to be like okay if you lost, you shouldn't retire in the cage because it takes away from the other opponent. But it's if you've done this your whole life and that's your stage, you want to like make the announcement in the cage. And that is like a very Emotional. special moment. Whereas if some fighters just if she would have just walked off and then, you know, on Monday morning posted on Instagram like, hey, I retire. It, it's not the same moment. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't know. I go both ways. Yeah, it, it definitely does take away from Wei Lee. But well, she'll be fine. She'll have other moments. And I think normally I would have an issue with it if it's just some like random fighter on the roster and yeah. they do that, like take their gloves off and try to like eh, who cares? But I feel that Johanna uh deserved that. Mm-hmm. She earned that. Yeah. That right. Like and it was like so heartfelt. Um I, I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. I, I think it was good. She she absolutely she deserved, deserved that, that moment. That, yeah. Deserved that moment. She's done so much, like, not just for women's MMA, but just MMA in general. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, when they talk about like her first fight with Wei Li, they say one of the greatest MMA fights of all time. Mm-hmm. Like they don't say like women's right. MMA, like one of the greatest fights of all time. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool. You know who else is like her kind of like where they loved in victory and defeat is uh, Tony Ferguson. Yes. Like Tony Ferguson's fans, like he's got a huge fan base and he's lost like four or five in a row. Nate Diaz. It's just like, yeah, Nate Diaz. Those are the ones who really have like valuable fans Mm -hmm. where, you know, win or lose, win or lose. They love. I mean, in a way now, like Connor kind of has that, too. Mm -hmm. He didn't. He didn't in the beginning. Everyone. He had the the Ronda thing where like almost everyone wanted him to lose. But like some of those fighters are like Masvidal. Yeah, Masvidal has that for sure. Like when you look at their records for the last like you know five years, you're like, people don't realize like, oh, this is their their record. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but that's a that's a special thing to have. Um, It's it's crazy. And you you just either have it or you don't. You either have it or you don't. Like imagine if you lost like three in a row. Like how much. People would hate you. I mean, <laughs> I won four in a row, and people hate me and say I suck. So yeah. it's like, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting. What do we got? Anything else? Nope, nothing else. Um, you have no updates for us. I feel like. Uh, in terms of what life. Uh, that sounds not really. Not really. No. All right, slow week, but we're staying positive. Um. Oh, exciting. We have uh, some new merch coming out. It will be out um, very shortly, but it's really cool stuff. I'm super excited about it. Um, I think that everyone will like it. Um, Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're almost at a milestone that I've been excited about, and I promise these guys we do something special. We don't know what that is yet. So please subscribe to the YouTube. Um, Yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.